Welcome to the Insurance Revolutionized podcast brought to you by Success Without Sacrifice. I am your host and coach, Cherie Sauer, and here on the podcast, we are on a mission to revolutionize the way women in insurance do business. We will be interviewing women who are changing the face of insurance, as well as giving you tips and inspiration to grow your agency to new heights without sacrificing what is most important to you. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Insurance Revolutionized podcast. I have Charity Elliott here with me today. Charity, thank you so much for uh, showing up and being here today. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, the ugly of running a business and insurance agency and also working with your spouse and work-life balance. So we have lots to talk about today. Charity, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Just tell our listeners a little bit about you, who you are and where you're from. Uh Thank you for inviting. Um, well, I've been, I'm currently in South Carolina, uh, but we, my husband and I started our business back in Florida. We've been in the insurance business for like over seven years now. Out of the seven, I would say we've been together, working together about four or five. Um, we mainly work with ACA, which is under 65 through the federal marketplace. We uh, actually got into that through a friend of ours who's been in the insurance industry for over 20 years. At the time, we were just working at a grocery store and we kind of, you know, felt like there was more in life, but we just like, oh, what should we do? So that that friend introduced Brandon to do with the insurance. And I went into banking, uh, the banking life after while he did that. Um, while he was doing that, I noticed that me working in the corporate life i was like noticing he was working at home he, he didn't have to go anywhere he just you know stayed in his pajamas and worked and i was going to the bank trying to meet these sales goals and i just hated the whole concept of working for somebody else when i was like working so hard to meet these goals and i wasn't really meeting you know like getting any kind of return back and i was like you know what i'm gonna I'm going to do this. You know, I, I decided to uh, tell Brandon, like, hey, I want to go in this with you um, because I've been doing helping him with the paperwork and everything. So I was able to, like, get up at 530 in the morning, do my course and come home, work on paperwork for his insurance business. So I was doing that full time, just trying to get my insurance license. Um, and then once I got that, when I quit my job, he decided to change his agency, which re- re- uh, resulted in us losing our whole book of business. And we started from nothing. And we actually didn't have a paycheck for three or four months when we first started together. Um, so that was a big stretch of faith for, for us. And once once we got that, we noticed that our, our business really drastically increased. But it also changed the dynamic of our our relationship because I used to like, all right, going going to work, I'll come back eight hours later. Hello, how are you doing? You know, and now it's like we're constantly together. <laughs> so and a lot of times a lot of people go, I don't know how you can do it. I'll kill him. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I wouldn't kill him, but it's definitely interesting, you know, or and a lot of people go, well, you're, you're successful in insurance because you guys are together. And I'm like, well, it has its challenges as well. And it's, it's taken many years to even get to where we are and still working on it. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So, so many good things there that I'm, I'm curious to dive into. One, um, you talked about like, I'm reaching these goals for somebody else, but like, I'm not getting anywhere, um, mm -hmm. for yourself. And I think that anybody listening to this can relate to that, right? That's why most people become business owners and entrepreneurs, uh, is because we, <laughs> we want to be in control of our own, you know, success and destiny. So mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and then just the like not having any income for four months uh that sounds terrifying <laughs> yeah we did so. not anticipate it at all <laughs> so because you know it's that was the one thing that was hard we were kind of not newlyweds but we were definitely you know two or three years at that point and he's like oh we got to pay off our debt we got to do this and that before you leave your job and i'm like okay so we paid off our debt and all this stuff and and i was like okay can i leave now and He's like, no, wait, 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 wait. So we waited. And then the moment I just, we finally like, okay, let's do it. That's when he decides to leave and we had no income. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so it yeah. only took you guys four months to be able to build up enough income to support yourselves though. Yes. Um, because we, I left right before ACA started in November 1st. I left in October 3rd. And we had a whole three weeks to to plan it out and start the year. And but we don't get start getting paid for what we did for that business until February or, or March. So that was uh, pretty interesting to see, like to do two months worth of business and wait two months to get paid. <laughs> yeah, and so. we were talking about this a little bit before. Is um, we we were just talking about this that we were talking about with somebody else same same kind of thing is in ACA and you don't get paid for 60 days um, mm -hmm. and so you're putting in all this work and this effort and not seeing the results of that until down the road and it's like okay you know it's coming right but um that's hard like people are yeah. used to doing work and getting paid doing work and right. getting paid. so um and that's something unique about ACA from what I understand right as far as insurance goes uh, uh, what's unique about it? Just the, with ACA being that long of a payout versus other lines of insurance get paid a little bit quicker. Yeah. Cause a lot of insurance companies might offer a six month advance and they, and this one is like, no, it's January 1st is when their policy starts. They got to receive their premium first. And then, then we'll check the books to see who's, who's agent of record. And then we pay you in February or March, depending on the carrier. So that was a very interesting pay structure coming from corporate bank where I got paid every two weeks. So, I mean, so, and I'm curious about that. Um, just kind of the mindset shift with that and what are some mm -hmm. of the like challenges you experienced with that and how did you kind of push past it? Um, I had to change my mindset because I'm a very, like, I got to have that money come in as for security reason, but I knew going into that season that this is, you know, you just got to push through and know, understand that this is for uh, a better lifestyle for you. It's a better way of life for me because I was miserable in my bank job. I was getting the paycheck, the solid paycheck every single month, the health insurance and all that fun stuff, but I wasn't happy. So I knew that I had to push through it, through that mindset. And then we had to budget, you know, we couldn't frivolously spend, do what you need to get what you need done. And, you know get through it you know and i hate saying get through it but it's 
it's a decision you have to make together and they have to work together. And that's what we, Brandon and I had to do, my husband, because it was hard, you know, not having that money coming in for a while there. And we had savings, so that helped a little bit, but you know, you don't plan on four months not getting paid. Yeah. The, um, I've experienced this a little bit too. And it's, and especially both my husband and I, you know, grew up in families where we didn't have a lot of money. And so that like safety and security and money. Um, but I remember just being burnt out in my sports medicine career. And I was like, I, I just can't do this anymore. I just Mm -hmm. can't. I literally quit with, you know, we didn't have a lot of savings. Uh, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have, I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was looking into going into school, but that meant more, more debt. And I was still paying off student loans, you know, on that whole thing. And, uh, and, you know, it just, it felt like a lot of pressure on my husband to, you know, like get a different job or get a raise and whatever. And, you know, it was, it was stressful, but I was like, I just know I can't, I can't carry on like this anymore. I like, I just can't, I'm not going to survive. <laughs> if yeah. I keep going. And it's that, you know, that's like taking that leave of faith. I always like to think about it. Um, in the, I can't remember what book it is, but um, where God asked, asked the the people to carry the ark and they have, and the water is like raging at super mm-hmm. high and they have to step into the water and then the water parts, right? Yeah. The water part first, you have to take that like leap of faith. And so I think anybody listening to this that's hearing, you know, if they're thinking about leaving, maybe being a captive agent and starting their own agency or anything like that, um, if you're feeling that like, that discontent of, I just can't be here anymore. I'm not fulfilled. And it feels entirely scary, but at the end of the day, like it always works out. Um, and you know, you figure it out and you make it work and, and it's a lot of hard work on the other side too. But at the end of the day, like life is too short to live unfulfilled and and to be, um, exhausted and and burnt out. So, Mm -hmm. um, charity, I'm curious, um, now working with your husband. So you guys have been working together for five years, right? Right. What are like, what are some of the, like, what do you love about it? And what are some of the challenges that are, are a struggle of working with a spouse? Okay. So I'll start with what I love. (laughs) My, my husband is my best friend. Um, so I will, I, I thank God for that because if he wasn't, then it would be super hard to do. Um, we get to, since we have our own business, our own agency, we can just leave when we wanted to, like in the afternoon, like, Hey, you want to go to the, go walk, let's go walk. Um, that we were able to find that freedom that we couldn't have before when I was in the corporate job or when we were working the grocery store, we were working hours break, like bone breaking hours to get a paycheck and we were unhappy. And now that we are doing, you know, step me back, we got our own agency. We're just happier as, as people, because we're not having that pressure of like, aren't you at your place of where you need to be, you know, or Hey, at at the grocery store, we never saw each other because we worked opposite shifts. Um, so, and you know, so I, I love that being able to be with him a lot more often and being able to have that freedom to um to do what we want and to be for family and things like that because that was our priority and the financial freedom the financial freedom outweighs so much more now and it took five years to get to that point but the financial freedom outweighs everything that we went through to get to this point um what i don't like is that we work from home we our business is virtual 
So we never leave the house sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that we've struggled the most is not having the boundaries of knowing when to stop working. When your your partner is your business partner, it's like nonstop. As soon as you wake up, as soon as you go to bed, we're talking about business, work, how to improve and everything. And you know, for the first two years, I was really into it. Like, yeah, you know, grinding, let's do it. And then while I noticed that our marriage started taking a back burner and we were, I was just bawling a lot of times because I was like, I don't know you as a person, as my husband, I know you as a business partner. And that was the hardest thing to get past because we both had to learn to put boundaries in place of when to stop talking about it and, and be more intentional about talking with each other and being with each other. Um, that was the hardest one. Um, I'm curious, what do those boundaries look like now? Like, how, how do you guys, what are those, I'm, I'm curious to dive into mm -hmm. like, what are those, how do you set those boundaries? What do they look like just for other people that are listening? Because even if you're not a husband wife team, this can happen, right? Uh, right. Business owner and not mm -hmm. knowing those boundaries, but then being a husband wife team who you are together all the time, working together all the time. Um, how do you create that separation? What do you guys do? You know, oddly enough, I just met an age or a, like a child of an agent who owns their own business. And they're like, I just don't like talking to them because that's all they can talk to me about. So it's like, it is a problem with everybody who's very yeah. passionate about this. Right. Um, for, I know I personally had to have my boundaries. Like when I'm feeling very burned out about work, I have to say, Hey, we need to stop. Can we talk about other things? Uh, we made it a thing where if we're on our phones for lunch and breakfast, fine. But at dinner, we put our phones down and we talk to each other. Um, that was a big one for us. Um, there was times where we had to set meetings to get it all out. And this is one of the things that we started doing recently is just getting meetings and just like, hey, let's just get it all out. So because, you know, we can't keep just holding in or keep just talking, 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 talking about it. Um, and then sometimes we'll just go for walks just to say, hey, let's talk about it because we're, we're just trying to be intentional about when to talk, when not to talk. And I, I know and I'm being kind of funny, but I one time on our bedroom door, I put work stops here because <laughs> I'm like, work does not talk about it in the bedroom. We just keep it out of there because it's for other things, you know, right. but in, and it shouldn't be about work. And that's what one boundary we had to put in place. And, um, and setting schedules, we're working on schedules right now. Um, a time, um, we noticed that we have different working hours that we like to work. I'm a very morning person and he's a big night person. So he thought I should be working at night with him and I am working in the morning. He should be working with me. <laughs> so we had to figure out boundaries with that. Um, I had to go like, Hey, I'm working from six 30 to four o'clock. If I stop at four, there's a reason to it. You know, I've already worked my eight to 10 hours already. And if you're working at night, I got to respect that, but just stop at a certain time so you can sleep. Um, <laughs> so learning those, those boundaries. And then just um, one thing I've learned is just how it is important to have very honest conversations, um, getting the person to sit down and just look at them in the eye and like, Hey, look, I'm having a hard time right now. Can we put the business on the back burner and talk about us? You know, so it's just choosing those moments to just be just really open because that's 
that's my thing. It's like, if we overdo it, then I just burn out quickly. So. Yeah. And that's, um, I think common for a lot of entrepreneurs, I find more so even with women. Um, I don't, and I don't know that it's more so with women. Maybe women are just more open about talking about it. I think men experience it too. They're just not maybe as good as it is talking about it. And they're just better at like kind of mm-hmm. trying um, but, but men are also very good at compartmentalizing. Yeah. Women, not so much. Um, and so I just, I find that it's a little bit more challenging, uh, for women in that sense. Um, I love the I love the note on the door of like <laughs> work stops here. Yeah, I, my husband and I are exactly opposite. So he's a morning person, and I am more of like an afternoon and night person. Um, mm-hmm. So it takes me a little bit to get moving in the morning. But it's I love that you guys figured that out about yourselves. Of like we work differently, and that's okay. Um, and at the same time, I'm curious because you guys have like opposite schedules. And you were talking about opposite schedules in the grocery store. So now you almost have opposite schedules in your mm-hmm. business. What does that look like uh, creating like intentional time for you guys to have together if you guys are working like almost opposite schedules? Uh, we like the dinner. Um, we definitely take time for dinner. Um, Brandon has been like so much better. Like if I have like something I need to like offload, he does take his time to like stop now and to listen to me. Um, and then we have been very intentional about taking Saturdays and Sundays off now because we would work through the weekend. We would work at night, morning, eat. We had no like sense of time. We were working. And now we took that step back to say, hey, this is our time to work on the house or be with each other. Um, and now we're trying, I'm, I'm, we're really bad about it still. We're trying to do like once a month, get out of the house and do activities. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> trying. Yeah, not perfect. (laughs) It's Um, I mean, it's anything, right? It's a working progress and it's learning, learning, uh, recognizing it and just being aware of it. So then you can adjust. One thing that we had to learn to overcome, and I I know this is, it really falls on women, is household responsibilities. And, um, you know, there was a time, dark, dark time, where, you know, Brandon, did a lot of working and then he expected me to work just as same amount. And I'm like, but I have to do the cooking. I have to do the cleaning. I have to take the dog out, feed the dog. I have to go do the mail. I have to do the responsibilities. I have to go grocery shopping. And I had to like, really like come out of my own shell because I'm one of those people that if I see the job and just go do it myself and I'll take all the burdens on myself. So I had to learn to ask for help from him. So we had to learn to start divvying up responsibilities within ourselves. And then also I had to start learning to be smarter with meal planning to help with my load because I, one of those people that if I start working, I'll forget to eat and he doesn't eat either. <laughs> so I had to learn that. Um, divvying responsibilities and him not being afraid to just take on some of the responsibilities because I was like trudging in all that responsibility and on the business side as well. So it was like I was working 24 seven almost. So yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's, that's what we see a lot with the clients that we work with and the women that we've worked with in the past is women just naturally take on household responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, that's just how it used to be. Women, manage the household, men worked. And so now as women have 
come into the workforce, that responsibility has still remained on women. And I don't think it's necessarily that, I don't necessarily know that it's like a men expected. I think it's just what society, mm -hmm. where we're at. And it yeah. takes speaking up and saying, I need help and I can't do mm -hmm. this all by myself. And usually when women get past the guilt and the people pleasing and they're mm -hmm. like, I can't do it right and they do ask for help people step up and they help and usually spouses most of the time spouses step up and help not always not that's always a, no that's a whole different topic but um women just take on this like i have to do it all and it's my responsibility and then there gets to be resentment in the relationship too right because then you're like well i'm doing it all and da da da, da. and that's something that i learned um gosh i don't even know my kids were toddlers but I just felt like I was like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. And then so I had a lot of resentment, but I was like, but I'm also not asking for help. So how can I be mad and resentful if I'm not even asking for what I need? And so mm -hmm. I'm just, I love this conversation because um, we, sometimes women just need to hear and be empowered by listening to other people that you can ask for what you need. And if you are feeling miserable or resentful in your life, that you have to honor that and you have to take you have to take ownership of that and ask for your needs because men are not going to know what you need and that's that's where a lot of women end up of like well he i don't want to have to ask he should just know men do not yeah. know they just don't know they're not they, the hard way <laughs> you huff and you puff and slam doors and like it doesn't it, they don't get it you have to lay it out for them very clearly mm -hmm. of this is, i need xyz right. uh, i need you to help with this i need this right and get really clear and that just um it, it opens up the communication and then it takes the resentment away and mm -hmm. you know this um you did this and you didn't do this, you know? So, um, I love that you recognize that and, and you were like, I can't keep doing this. And that's usually yeah. the point we'll get is I can't keep doing this. And so something has to change, you know, whether that's asking a spouse or your kids or hiring and outsourcing, whatever that looks like. So, right. um, uh, so yeah, I just want to say good for you for, for speaking up and, and asking and good for your husband too, stepping in and mm -hmm. taking, that responsibility but it does come to us as women to speak up and ask for our needs and not just expect people to know what we need so yeah uh, not to be scared and i think that was my my mental block was like oh you know what if he says no or you know or you know he's never gonna do it or whatever the case may be and no it's just it's really just in communication and love just ask for it and my love language is act of service so it's like it was definitely a need for me and so it, it, grateful for that to be kind of ironed out a little bit you know so it's it's still working progress but i'm not going to expect him to do everything you know so i'm good. curious how has that um one changed your guys's relationship or how is it you know it's evolving obviously how is it changing and improving your relationship and also how has it changed your energy uh, yeah, I know for me, it just, it, it, it's like a love language, it's a love language. So it made me feel a love and not alone in the process because sometimes it's just easy for me to just feel alone and just not cared for and everything. And, but when he started stepping up in certain, this little areas, like just emptying the dish rack for me, because I don't like doing it sometimes because I'm like always inundated with work. 
it just like, ah, oh, just makes me feel good. And it, and it just wants me to reciprocate back. So yeah. it's, you know, and I, it helps me with just that, that newfound energy to like step more up in the business or support him in other ways. It's important to him because we had different views about how the business should go. And now that I kind of stepped back a little bit, he's flourishing and now I can support him a lot better in his vision. So. And um, we talked about this a little bit, um, but you started a podcast uh, mm -hmm. recently. So tell us a little bit about that podcast, why you started it, um, and kind of where that came from. So burnout is real. I <laughs> It happens, and I was very miserable. I just was getting to that point where I hated the insurance industry. I didn't want to be a part of it. I felt like you know, it's like, I like things about it and I wanted to be a part of it, but I just had no drive for it anymore. Cause I eat, live, breathe insurance work. And it was just so hard for me at the time. And I, you know, we even had a discovery call and talked about it. I, I, I look so miserable. And I think I just, I, I love to read as a passion project. I, I love to read and I wanted to discuss it and talk about it. So I started my own podcast in it. And that just helped me just bring some stuff alive and bring in new skills that is also helped the insurance industry, but it's more in the areas that I really was enjoying a lot more than having to do sales and things like that. So it's like, I'm bringing in the sales now, but I'm, it's just not like doing the sales. <laughs> so yeah. And I love that you talked about that because I think as high achievers, we can get so stuck on the, like, I have to do this to get this. I have to do this mm -hmm. to get this don't do this, then I'm not going to get this. And sometimes when we let go and we release and we do something because we enjoy it, because we love right. it, because we're passionate about it, um, stuff can start to come. Like your success a lot of times can flourish because you're flourishing. But if you're yep. just stuck in the to-do and the mundane, and even if you're a business owner, right? Like and that's what we find is people start in the first two years, they're like gung ho about doing everything and everything's good and talking about mm -hmm. it all the time, all the time until you hit this wall and you're like, I don't have a life. I don't even know what yeah. I love. I don't know what I love to do anymore. And so um, I love that you had that connection of like, I'm doing this, some, this thing that's not, has nothing to do with insurance, but it's greatly impacting insurance. Right. right. Uh, and making it more sustainable. And so for anybody that's listening to this, if you're feeling burnt out and you're feeling unmotivated or unfulfilled, that is a sign that it's time to take a look and figure out like, what, what can I do to bring joy back into my life? What can I do to bring passion back into my life? Um, and it can feel overwhelming um, to add something else onto your plate. And Charity, I'm sure that you can speak to that. Did it what did it feel overwhelming to to start the podcast because it was like i don't have time or was it i know you had talked about fear kind of walk us through that a little bit yeah well my first initial thought was i was a failure for wanting to pursue something different other than insurance you know and that hit me really hard and it's so weird to say because i felt like if you're not succeeding in insurance then what are you doing in life you know and i just I had to just get past that mental barrier of like, I have to do something for myself. I have to do something because sometimes you can get caught up in the identity of, of something and you lose yourself in the process. 
So I did something I was very passionate about just to get kind of my spark back in myself so I can go back to insurance and give that spark that I had. Um, you know, it's something that it just, I didn't know at the time what I was doing, but then once I started getting into it and started realizing a lot of things started changing and even, even Brandon, my husband, he started thriving more in his business. Once I started thriving in my little, my little passion project, um, because he was energized by my, my energy of my happiness in that area. So it just started growing from there. Um, and it has all happened after your discovery call too. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's always interesting to talk to people because especially high achievers and as women, again, we take on all of these responsibilities and there's so much weight on us that we have to do all of these things that we don't have time to take care of ourselves. And the reality mm -hmm. is not have time to take care of yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup, whether that is into your, your marriage, into your children or into your business. And, um, you know, people get so stuck on the, and this was me, <laughs> this was me for a long time. I don't have time. I don't have time to do that. I don't have money to do that. Right. And mm -hmm. I mean, it comes down to just being intentional and setting your priorities um, and unfortunately, a lot of times it takes people kind of hitting their breaking point before, you know, before they get there. Um, I always tell people, I'm like, I wish I could get you. I wish I could get people beforehand and get them to understand, like, if you can start taking care of yourself now before you hit that breaking point. But, you know, a lot of us, we just we keep pushing to those goals and we keep pushing, pushing, pushing until we can't push anymore. Um, and the great thing is, is you can come back from it. So if you're listening to this and you are feeling burnt out and you're exhausted and you're unmotivated, know that there are changes that you can make as Charity's talking about right now that will, um, it doesn't have to last forever. It can change. You can start to get back to yourself. Um, and Charity, I love that you found that in something as simple as a podcast and doing a podcast and a podcast is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but the reality is, is it's work that's fueling you. And you said it's, it's giving you that spark back. Um, and that's really, really, really important as a business owner is to do stuff that you find joy in and that you love to do. And that gives you that spark because you will be so much better for everybody else around you. Um, so I love it. Congratulations. What is the name of your podcast? Uh, it's the book Trevert reader podcast. The book Trevert, mm -hmm. like an introvert. It's, yeah. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And what are your, what are kind of like, do you have goals for that? Is it just, you're just doing it because it's fun? It's I'm doing it fun. And then I'm doing it to connect with other authors, especially ones that are just about to publish their books. Um, so I've been trying to connect with them. A lot of them lately, I just got a, just three or four interviews and this is definitely like out of my comfort zone. Um, uh, but I'm really enjoying it because it kind of brought this confidence out of me. So it's just that confidence is just translating to other areas of my life, just finding that little passion project and, um, and, you know, and it's helping our marriage too, just because I'm not a miserable person anymore, but, <laughs> um, yeah. Sad yeah. to say, but, <laughs> uh, but, it, but that's reality. And that's what people, they get to that point where they're miserable and they're resentful. Mm -hmm. And 
get you get in this like mindset of I don't have time or even you talked about like I felt bad what if I asked him to do the dishes so I could do this podcast interview or whatever it is and uh and the reality is is you are going to be so much better for it if you just ask for what you need um even if it's a passion project even if it's going to get your nails done or whatever it is that that you feel like you need as a person um because it's going to come back the return on investment is huge right and i talk mm -hmm. about the um, podcast episode on this of uh, the return on investment of self-care and self-care when we talk about self-care it's not just bubble baths and massages and getting your nails done right it's mental emotional physical spiritual mm -hmm. it's what brings you peace what gives you rest what energizes you what gives you joy um because when you can focus on those things and you allow yourself that that joy and that passion back in your life, everybody wins. Um, and there is right. a huge return on investment. Um, also financially, right? Because right. if you, Charity, if you had continued down the path you were going, um, what would that have looked like if you um, didn't do something for yourself? Uh, well, I was at that point where I was like ready to quit. Uh, no joke i was just ready i'm like done i'm ready to go find a job to create that balance in ourselves now um anything just to make it happen i was checking out a lot i was getting irritable a lot so i knew and i noticed that our marriage was kind of getting a little rocky as well because i i wasn't doing anything for myself anymore and i thought i was like doing everything for this business and everything by just give 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 and and I burned out because I wasn't giving to myself. And I think I just, I probably would have not be having this conversation with you if I didn't like just be okay with stepping back for myself. Yeah. And that was the biggest lesson for me because I just don't do things for myself. And, I, and it just made me an overall happier person that way. Mm, so. I love, uh, you just said, be, be okay with be doing okay something myself yeah giving to yourself yeah love it be okay with giving to yourself yes 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 mm -hmm. yes i love it um uh carrie who i always love pulling like uh quotes out but uh carrie sulier who's also aca actually um she had said you're your biggest asset and your biggest investment in your business and it's 100 true you are your business essentially right if yeah. you are not functioning your business is not functioning so uh yeah. i love and that I, you and i feel like in a marriage too you guys like the the spouses beat off of each other mm -hmm. if one spouse is really having a downtime really really low and not striving it's like it affects the other person i noticed specifically for brandon and i so it it, it affects each other without you realizing you just until things are changed and you're fed up with your situation that's when you notice how bad it was and how much it can improve yeah yes uh such good conversation charity i am so thankful that you have come on and um just gotten really vulnerable and had these conversations because these are conversations that women need to hear um this is this is why we have this podcast um and one of the reasons we focus on insurance because you can make a significant amount of insurance, but you can also work yourself to death, right? And that's mm -hmm. true in any business. That's true in yep. any business. Um, but 
you know, what we love about insurance is people just have a heart to really help people and to make an impact, but you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, you know, I think even, you know, you guys are a little bit unique because you're a husband wife team, but even if you're a female agency owner listening to this and you're, you're maybe hearing some things, um, that you're relating to maybe in your marriage and you're like, Oh yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Or maybe you're the business owner and you only know how to talk about business and it's hard for you to turn your brain off of business. Right. Um, so this doesn't just apply to people who are spouses that are working together. This can be showing up, um, in, in your relationships as well. So, um, I just hope that you hear us and you hear <laughs> that it's, it's okay to take care of yourself and giving yourself that permission, knowing that it's going to profit everybody around you. Um, Charity, are there any last things, maybe um, a tip you have for uh, a husband wife team that are maybe working together or just getting started? Um, what's one thing that you would say you feel like is the most important? know your boundaries and have the conversations i think those are the two ones because if you don't know your boundaries it's easy to to be overstepped and you to get burned out and if you're not having those open conversations of what you need then it's just easy for you to get resentful and angry with your spouse because you're not opening that line of conversation yeah yes i love it and then for anybody else um that is in the insurance industry just as a female regardless of relationships or working with a spouse uh what is one thing that you a piece of advice that you would have for them don't i would say oh boy that's hard um It's okay to strive. It's okay to be ambitious. It's okay to definitely go for the things that you want in life. But it don't take it as a sense of failure if you have to take your time for yourself. Don't take it as a sense of failure if you're going to prioritize something to you that's important to you that may not look like an insurance business or business itself, unless that is the most important thing to you. But if it's your kids, it's okay to prioritize your kids. If it's your spouse, it's your, you know, if you want to go walking in the woods every day, be okay to make that as a priority, not as a failure. Yes, 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 yes. Be okay to make that a priority, not a failure. Um, one thing, Charity, we talked about uh, before we started recording that I wanted to touch on before we wrapped up here mm -hmm. that I forgot, um, is you had talked about when you're a husband-wife team, everybody looks at the husband as the decision maker. Mm -hmm. uh, so dive into that a little bit for us and kind of what you've experienced with that. Uh, so Brandon kind of took on the role as the researcher for our team. So he would like do make the schedule the calls if it's for a new product, if it's for a new software, whatever the case may be. But a lot of times as, as you know, they would just look to him and say, okay, what would you like to do? what was your decision and only a few handful of times they're like oh the the wife and husband and wife team needs to be together on the call to make the decision but a lot of times it's just like they they just wanted to specifically get his decision on the situation or on the business and things like that and there has been times and it was addressed in the past was 
it, it would it would sound like he was the only one that's building the business successful in the business and i'm like dude you know what about me i'm the one who helped do your paperwork i'm the one who suggested this i'm the one who got a quarter of the sales you know and that got me real angry because i felt like that i was being left out because what is it you know those questions did pop up what because i'm a woman you know right. like you know am i just the the wallflower in the business and i was i wanted to i had to start standing up and start speaking out and start asking the questions and i had to like you know i used to be the one that yeah i would be the wallflower i would just sit back and let him do all the talking but now i'm the one who talks and i'm the one who also catches conversations and in question and and Sometimes I'm bypassed a little bit, but it's just all about the authority that you have and you project. But yeah, that was that was kind of an interesting season to go through when I felt like, you know, it was just all about what he wanted to make the decision he made and how he spent the business money. And I'm like, uh, no, it don't work like that. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I don't know if you've ever read, I don't remember if we ever talked about this, but the book, The E-Myth, um, oh yeah, but it's a really good book, and um, one just to like create separation and like who does what in the business. But um, it is interesting when you have like somebody else come into the picture. And Charity, I'd mentioned this to you before, but I worked in sports medicine um, for 14 years, and I always looked really young. People always thought I was a student, and so we would go, you know, to games. And there would be these older gentlemen um, that were on the other team and I would come up with a, a male student and they would address my male student as if he was the decision maker and they would introduce themselves to him, to him and like totally ignore me. And I would have to be like, um, actually, I am the athletic trainer. Um, this is my student. And they'd be like, oh, you know, <laughs> but it's right. like, don't assume uh, that a male is the, the decision maker. Uh, just because they look older or because they're in the room or whatever it is, but you know, it's all, it's all teaching people. And, um, but I, I get that, like, <laughs> that like fire inside of you of no, just because right. he's the man doesn't mean like he's the decision maker or the only decision maker. So, um, I just thought that was really interesting, um, that you had put that as kind of like one of your pain points how i'm curious how often so you guys have worked together for five years how mm -hmm. often does that is that like a, a like a more the norm than not uh it's not as much as it used to um just because of the fact that i've been just kind of stepping up a lot more in that regards um you know i don't I try to work on just being more confident when I'm asking those questions and like, Hey, I noticed X, Y, and Z. So it shows that, Hey, you know, I, I'm just as important in the business. And I think Brandon was very respectful in me to start stepping back as well when he noticed that my strengths were coming out in the conversations. Mm -hmm. So it also takes your partner kind of like, I know this is just a weird situation, but, um, but it takes him just recognizing how hey, we just got to respect her as well yeah. um so it, it doesn't happen as often anymore just because of the fact that i i took a lot of the admin role now instead of the salesy role um there has been a few times in, in insurance where they did like oh, i want to talk to brandon and i'm like i can help you too i'm just as knowledgeable as he is 
And that I get that a little bit more with clients than actually work professionals, oddly enough. Um, they want to talk to a man concerning that, but I really had to like, well, I can help you. I can find that information for you. And then I just keep talking instead of just letting them go and instead of just handing the phone over because I'm just like, I'm not putting up with that. You know, yeah. that's, I'm just as knowledgeable as he is, you know, and I was trained by him. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm not backing down. Well, and that's no. what it comes to, right. Is, is making the choice and having the confidence not to back down of like, no, yeah. I can help you. Um, so yeah, I, and I think as, as women, especially, um, we're, we're trained to be nice, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and like, oh, okay, we'll just let somebody else, you know, if that's your request, then we're just okay with it and just let you do it. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to roll over and, and let somebody do that. And, you know, it does just take, take being confident and stepping up and saying, no, I, I can do this and I can help you equally as well. Um, you know, so anyway, I just, I just love that talk because I think that, um, it happens more often than not, even today mm -hmm. in today's society, as uh, prevalent as women are in, in the workforce. But, um, you know, it still exists just like any other uh, discrimination and, you know, things like that exist. Mm -hmm. So um, any last words, Charity, that uh, you want to, to say before we wrap up? Uh, any last words? Um... I don't, it, I don't have much to say. I'm, it's more, I'm like a feedback person. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's okay. I just wanted to make sure know. anything else that came up as we wrapped up. Um, tell everyone where they can reach out to you if they want to connect with you, um, if they want to hear your podcast or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> tell us where we can reach you. Oh, boy. I, yeah. If you want to listen to my podcast, it is Booktrovert Reader Podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple. Um, for our insurance business, uh, we are insureboost.com. Uh, you can definitely find us on there. And then we are ACA um, Helping Ground on Facebook. Uh, we're helping a lot of ACA agents. And I'll make sure to get that to you if in case I say that wrong. Um, we, we've been help, helping a lot of other ACA agents build up their business from the bottom up just because we've been there. So that's awesome. I love it. How long have you guys been doing that? We've been doing ACA for seven years. Oh, no, sorry. How long have you had the, the group where you're training, helping agents? Oh, we just started a few months ago. Oh, awesome. okay. um, and we started building that up. And there's a lot of people are finding it helpful just because it, a lot of new rules are coming out and it's, it's just wild. So. Awesome. I, I was going to say that. And I feel like I say this on every podcast um, and every interview that we do, but it's just always amazing to me um, how much once insurance agents become successful, how much they're willing to like help and mentor other insurance agents come up. And I really love that. Um, yeah. I Really amazing and so um yeah i think carrie had actually like tagged us and somehow we ended up in your group and i was like oh wait a minute they have a group uh, <laughs> i saw brandon's name on there and i was like okay so uh that's awesome because i know that's one of the things we had talked about is he really enjoyed mentoring people so um yeah. i love where you guys are at and just just how much growth you guys have had since we did our discovery call of what maybe like a month ago uh, mm -hmm. and it just goes to show that when you 
when you decide to become intentional and make the decisions to go where you want to go, um, it can happen. And it just takes being intentional and again, taking care of yourself. So uh, thank you so much, Charity, yeah. for being here today. It was such a pleasure. Um, I enjoyed having this conversation with you. Uh, for all of those of you still listening, uh, we have a mastermind coming up in October. It's a combination of one-on-one -on -one coaching and a group incubator where you get to talk with other female insurance agency owners. Uh, we're going to have some expert um, uh, industry leaders that are going to be talking about different things. Uh, we have a retreat associated with it. So lots of different things going on. If you're interested in that, uh, please check the show notes below and you can find out more about that. And you can also connect with us, Success Without Sacrifice and Charity in the show notes as well. We will chat with all of you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Insurance Revolutionized podcast today. We know there is a lot on your plate, so it means the world to us that you stopped in to give us a listen. We hope you will join us each week as we dive into topics such as mindset, goal setting, productivity, self-care, and so much more. We want to inspire more women to have success without sacrificing what is most important to them. And we need your help. If this podcast has inspired you, would you do us a favor? Would you take a minute to leave us a rating and review or share with your friends? Let's change the face of insurance for women. Until next time.